Would you guys bow your heads with me real quick? Um, Abba, you are so good to us. Um, you have been so good to us through this time of pain and heartache of this invisible enemy. And we know that your invisible mighty hand and your outstretched arm are not too, too uh, short to save. They're, they're long and able to reach out and grab each and every one of our hearts and pull it to you. Pray that this time you would uh, just use these words um, that you would speak through me and that um, it would be all you and I would step aside. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, for those of you who don't know me, my name's David Lewis, not to be confused with David Barton. Uh, That's Pastor David, this is just David. (laughs) Um, My wife, Caitlin, and my kids are in the back. We've got four kids, uh, Emma, Eli, Ethan, and Ella. And so we've got uh, quite a handful there. Um, but there's no, nobody I would rather be cooped up in a house with for four months than, than them. So uh, that's gone uh, pretty well. It's been hard at times. Um, Ryan asked me to come up here and share a, sh- a struggle that I've had over this time and what God has shown me through it. So I, I, thought, um, I thought you guys have heard of the freshman 15. My struggle this time has been the COVID-19. <laughs> I've put, been putting it on, but uh, that's not what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> um, I, I want to I talk to you about despair um, and its remedy. So I'm often tempted to despair. I don't know about you guys, but uh, three months ago I had plans, uh, good happy plans, uh, for an anniversary trip for new uh, frontiers in ministry, for family time that was planned out, and uh, for work to change, things to things to happen, and all that is gone. It, it left. That's it. Um, not Add to that uh, quarantine and isolation from people. Um, we had a scare of Ethan. We thought he might have uh, the virus early on, but it ended up being flu A, um, but Caitlin and, and Eli caught it, and she got bronchitis from that. Um, shortly thereafter, my grandpa um, fell in the assisted living home that he was in, and so uh, my dad called me and told me he didn't have much time, uh, so I, uh, luckily, Caitlin's fever had broken, so I decided to go, um, <laughs> go try to see him uh, one last time, and uh, God granted that request. Um, he was six hours away, um, but I got to say goodbye. Um, Caitlin called me, and she was, uh, couldn't breathe uh, from the bronchitis, so I rushed back here, and uh, we uh, did the telemedicine so she could get some medication, and luckily, um, I have a little bit of asthma, so I had some albuterol that she was able to get by with until that happened. So God, God was faithful even in those times. Um, then we've had teleworking, trying to do work at home, and then fit in two days worth of work at work, and then plan for doing something at home with, with no computer, no resources, and trying to talk to people on Zoom, trying to see people's faces with masks on. And I can't tell what they're saying because I can't pick up any of their facial expressions. Um, and then most recently, my dad had a, an emergency surgery to take out his thyroid. It swelled real bad. His his windpipe was actually down to six millimeters, and so he could very easily have uh, passed. Um, so the circumstances just felt overwhelming. Um, they felt overwhelming, and I was. There were times I was irritated and downcast. Some of the things David just described, I was angry and lashed out. Um, how does this happen? How do, how, do, how do we get to the place where we're despairing? We all do this. It's not just me. We do this at times. Um, and one of the, the things that God has shown me is, is there's a pattern to it. Um, we see and hear things that happen. We experience them. 
And what happens is in our brain, we tell a story. We tell a story about those observations and those experiences, and that story is what we believe about what's going to happen in the future. And that causes us to feel a certain way, and those feelings in turn force us to act. So we can, we can think back through that, and you can see that um, something happened, COVID happened, my plans were thrown out the window. Uh, those were true facts. But then I told this story that I'll never get to do these things that I wanted to do. I'll, that'll never happen for me. Um, and then I felt hopeless and downcast, and I despaired, and, and that's what led to some of those, those actions. Um, surely that's not the life of peace and joy that Jesus promises, right? That's not what God wants for me. Uh, so what are we missing? What, what's the missing link here? Um, so over this time of, of COVID-19, there was another little providential gift God gave us, and it was a little devotional guide called Hope Beyond. Uh, it's something another church provided that we were able to use, and it was just so timely. I don't think that was really their intention to, to make it for this time, but God used it in such a mighty way over and over and over through the scriptures that we were reading. We heard, fear not, do not lose heart, be anxious for nothing but I can't. I can't see that. I can't feel it. I, I, um, I was missing the second part. You're missing the second part. The second part is in all those verses, either before or after, it says, I am with you, for I am with you. The Lord is at hand. That's why you're not anxious for anything. Um, my story that I was telling in my head wasn't true because it didn't include God. He was with me. Um, we can see a good example of how this should look in the story of Joseph uh, as he goes through his life and all these terrible things happen to him and he ends up in slavery and in prison and then he shows up in Potiphar's house in this perfect place to save not only himself but the empire and his family that is sojourning in that land. Um, he says to his brothers who threw him into slavery and, and left him for dead, he says, you meant it for evil but God meant it for good. So these circumstances, there is a story that includes God that is different than the one we're telling ourselves. So the, the second thing that God really showed me is, is not only that the story is different, but that what I'm seeing is not all there is to see. I'm not seeing and hearing him. He says in Psalms uh, 34, 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Um, he wants us to experience him. He wants us to see him and that to be the start of this chain of I see and hear God and I include that in the story that I tell and that affects my feeling. That's where the peace and joy comes and that's what leads to the obedience that he promises that he is going to do for us. Um, so there's a quote from uh, one of my favorite characters, Gandalf the Grey in Lord of the Rings. It'll show the, showing a little bit of my nerdy side. Um, but... Uh, I know David will like this. Despair is only for those who see the end beyond all hope. Despair is only for those who see the end beyond all hope. I don't know about you, but I, I can't see the end. I think I can, but I can't. Does the story that you're telling put you beyond all hope? Does that story that you're telling in your head, does it put you beyond all hope? If it does, tell a different story. That, that's not the true story. The true story is about Jesus. It's about the one who can defeat death, and he has the power to change any of those circumstances. And so that true story, when he's included, is that he loves you and that he cares for you, and he wants you to cast all your anxieties on him. 
The second thing is, can you actually see everything? We, we look at our, our stories from this, what we think is our omniscient viewpoint, but we don't have that. There's only one who has that, and you can't see him. <laughs> He's the only one. Um, so our circumstances, we can't really see the future clearly. We need to include God, and we need to taste and see him, the one with the omniscient viewpoint. So take time. If you're in that, in that stance, you think you're seeing everything, take time to see him, see differently, experience him through prayer, through scripture, uh, and other believers so you can include, include him in your story. The next story you tell when you're in these circumstances, you can include him. Um, the last thing I, I uh, wanted, to, wanted to talk about is, uh, it's a story from the Chronicles of Narnia, and this is what really solidified it for me. Um, uh, looking back on all these circumstances in this up and down roller coaster ride the last couple months, um, I was reading the Chronicles of Narnia to my kids, and there's this story called The Horse and His Boy. And it's about a slave boy who's orphaned, and he finds this horse, and he decides to run away to a better land, to Narnia in the north. And along their way, these lions start chasing them and, and somehow push this other runaway, uh, this girl with her horse, with them, and now there's, there's four of them that are all running to the north. And so they go through the land, and the lions continue to chase them, and they end up separated, and Shasta, the slave boy who was orphaned, is, is at the tombs by himself, just feeling complete despair. He's like, this place is terrible, my life is terrible, what is happening? And uh, his only companion in the tombs is this cat that stays by him until his friends come. And so they, they continue on to, and to Arkenland um, in the north, and they realize that there's this plot to destroy the kingdom in the north, and the kingdom in the south is going to come and destroy them. And they got to race to, to find the king of Arkenland so that they can tell him and he can stop this evil plot. So along the way, they start to get tired and they're weary, and these lions chase them again. Uh, to their to their destination and even even hurt the girl and Shasta realizes that he's alone and he's got to go the rest of the way himself along that path he ends up in the mountains and darkness falls this thick fog in the mountains and trees blocking the light and he can't see anything it's pitch black in front of his face that's his circumstances and he notices that there's this thing walking right beside him this presence and he's, in, he's having himself a little pity party. He's like, this is the worst. This is the worst thing in the world. I can't believe this is happening. I must be the unluckiest boy in the world. And the, the voice says, I think you're the most fortunate boy in the world. And he, he, he can't believe it. Um, so he, he asked him, why do you think that? And he said, well, I was the lion who, when you were running, was chasing you so that you would go the right direction. I was the lion. I was the lion that was with you in the tombs, comforting you when you were alone. I was the lion that gave you the strength and the horses the strength to run as fast as they could until they wore out because of fear of me. And I was the lion who's been walking beside you through this mountain pass that you never would have seen if you hadn't had me pushing you to the side. And that lion 
back there, that's him. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He really is. He was predicted in the Old Testament, and he has come to fulfill the scriptures. He raised on the third day, as Ryan said before, and he will return. But right now, he's ruling and reigning as the king in our hearts. And so, let us continue to, to look to him, the author and perfecter of our faith, that we might see his story that he's writing. He doesn't tell anyone someone else's story. He only tells you your story. So let's look to him and help him or let him change our, our view. Um, can everybody bow your heads and uh, we'll pray. Father, you are so, so good. When it looks so dire and the straits are narrow and we can't see a way out, you always make a way. You always have and you always will for those who love you and follow you and trust you. There's two ways of seeing it, Lord, and you continue to show us that. There's the way of the world and there's the way of faith that includes you in the story. You are so faithful. We look to you and we ask that you would help us to experience your grace and your goodness, your glory and your presence so that we might realize you're in control and that we will see that you will do it again in, in these times. You are faithful and your faithfulness is so great. We ask all these things in the name of our strong, mighty, glorious, eternal King Jesus. Amen.